almost lost the cup and you win it. The new European champions, the treble, the dream come true for you. Oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Football, by the hell. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 26 of the Golden Boot Podcast. I'm Chris Williams. And I'm JP Rios. And we're back after another uh, slight hiatus, I would say. Um, we're going to just go quickly, just really quickly go through the end, you know, the last match day of every single league and go over the Champions League and a little bit of the thoughts of the season. If I sound a little bit weird, I just got new aligners and I can barely open my mouth properly <laughs> and I sound very weird, but I say let's go with the Premier League as we usually start. Absolutely. So the Premier League, um, unfortunately for me, our noisy neighbors, uh, Manchester City, won the Premier League. Um, and we all knew it the whole entire season. I mean, when we go back to like the first couple episodes of this podcast, that's when like Everton and Tottenham were at the top of the league. And you and I were saying how crazy it would be that if Everton was able to pull it off, you know, James Rodriguez was playing out of his mind. But then everything took a turn you know city was at in like eighth place 10th place at that point in the season i think at one point they're even like 11th uh united was towards the top at one point they were at they were in first but city managed to turn it around everton had their injuries tottenham just collapsed um and liverpool you know losing virgil to a jordan pickford tackle didn't help and the the fight for Champions League spots and for Europa League was just, it, it was fun to watch. Um, it was a very exciting Premier League season. Um, I can't say I'm too thrilled, even though United played second, uh, placed second. I'm still not thrilled. Um, yes, it was an improvement from last season. Uh, you know, we have 74 points this year. I think that's like eight more points than last year. But when you're Manchester United, you should be finishing in first. That's your expectations. Uh, you didn't play as well as you wanted to at home, even though we went undefeated or unbeaten on the road. But um, yeah, it, and it, all in all, the Premier League, it was very exciting. It's probably the most exciting Premier League season to date. Um, and I never thought it would have turned out this way. And I'm excited to see West Ham play in Europe next year. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely, I mean, yeah, Everton's the other one. And I think it was, as you said, it was a little bit exciting towards the end of the, like, the fight for like uh, Europe and mostly for Champions League, not just Europe, but mostly for Champions League spots. And yeah, it was a good season. I think, you know, last match day in terms of Manchester City, it was just nice to see Aguero score twice in his last league game there. Uh, you know, that was nice to see as well as uh, Aguero not knowing how to say the word staff which was yeah. fantastic. Um, spent, spending 10 years in England not knowing how to say that. But <laughs> I, we're going to go jump right off. As we said, this is just going quickly as fast as we can. Uh, we're going from the Premier League. Now we're going to another place where the title was already decided with the Bundesliga. Uh, Bayern win, take it. We knew that a while back. And then, you know, Leipzig, Dortmund, Wolfsburg are in Champions League spots. It was a little bit last, you know, last match day between Wolfsburg and Frankfurt. And Wolfsburg come up uh, on top. They go into straight into the Champions League, Frankfurt and Leverkusen in Europa. And, I mean, the biggest thing here was Lewandowski breaking Gerd Mueller's, you know, just outstanding goal, like goal record of 40 goals a season. Lewandowski came into the game with 40 goals. And I was, uh, I couldn't watch the game, but I was like on Bayern's radio 
Like, show and the amount of times that Lewandowski had chances, they just went off, or like the goalkeeper pulled out an incredible save, or like he made a mistake. It was frustrating. And they were already like 4 1 up. And then last minute of the game, 90th minute in added time, like I think as Lee Rusana takes a shot, ball comes off the keeper, and then Lewandowski just runs around and scores. And, you know, it's great to see a man who probably got robbed of the Ballon d'Or last season, you know, put in a great season, like again, like back to back. And then, you know, he has this to top it off and goes out with a league title. But yeah, not much more coming out of Germany. Uh, we do realize we are speeding this, but, you know, we also do realize that we are recording this a few weeks after everything came to a close. So now to Serie A, if Chris, I think uh, a lot of your Man United rejects are in this league. So if you yes, know, if you talk- absolutely. Yeah, that they are. So Inter Milan is basically like Man United Italy. Like they should just rebrand. I know they rebranded this year. Um, you know, they're changing their logo for next season, but they should just totally rebrand to just make it Man United Italy. Because that, that's basically what it is. But um, yeah, we knew this for a while as well, that Inter Milan were going to win Serie A for the first time in a while. Um, I think since Mourinho, right? Uh, no, it was actually since, I'm pretty sure it was Conte who did oh, it. It's okay. an 11, yeah, it's been an 11-year like losing. Like no yeah. single league title. It was a horrible drought. Yeah, but um, yeah, Inter... You know, Lukaku playing extremely well. Um, he's just really been tearing it up since his move to Syria and just showing why he's one of the best forwards in the world. And he'll probably tear it up at the Euros this year, too. But uh, what was exciting to watch besides, you know, Inter playing well was the race for Champions League spots. I mean, in the last match day, I think Juventus was in like sixth or seventh place. Uh, AC Milan wasn't even in like the top four. Uh, it was all sorts of flipped. Like I think Lazio was in the top. No, not Lazio wasn't. Napoli was in the top uh, four. And, you know, it was just a crazy end of the season. Um, you know, AC Milan pulled out a win. Juventus pulled a win out of nowhere. They really haven't been, well, prior to that, weren't playing that well. Yeah, they won like four out of their last five games, but they really weren't fun to watch at all and I mean I I think that shows in Andrea Pirlo's sacking um they just something wasn't working there I think they're lucky to have made uh the Champions League for next year but uh you know Atalanta I think they only moved from second down to third um and AC Milan taking second right under Inter Milan um I just think it's going to be a really exciting Champions League next year uh after looking at Syria after looking at La Liga, which we're going to talk about next, after looking at uh, the Bundesliga and the Premier League, it's going to be very exciting. And uh, in terms of Serie A, I just think they've showed this year why it is one of the best leagues in the world. Um, in my opinion, this year is probably the second best league in the world, right behind the Premier League, just in terms of all the teams being really close and competing. Um, yeah, it was just awesome. Uh, awesome to watch. I got a subscription to watch Serie A this year, so I was actually able to watch it. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to next season. And I think it was, I was just disappointed with Napoli. They just had to win and they tied and that puts uh, them in Europe League. And 
Juve in Champions League. I just want to say, I just want to see Cristiano lift the Europa League. That's all I want to do in my with my free time. But uh, let's go now to Spain. In in a hectic, wasn't that hectic because they won, but it was still a really close title race. Atletico Madrid, after seven years since they won it, lift. I'm pretty sure it's seven years. I might be wrong, but they lift the La Liga title once again with just two points over Real Madrid. Seven points over Barcelona, and then like eleven. You know, remember when you said Atlético Madrid had that eleven-point lead? Well, eleven-point lead over fourth-place Sevilla. Those are the ones in the Champions League. I think Simeone, Atlético Madrid deserve it. They've always been one of the very like hardest-working teams in Europe. Not always like get the results done, but they're always like they're very gritty, very like till the last minute they'll be playing. So it was good to see Simeone. You know, get another. Get another title there. And Real Sociedad and Real Betis going to the Europa League. Real Betis, obviously, Diego Linus and Andres Guardado are two players that are, I mean, obviously, Guardado missed the penalty. But uh, they're very good. And Diego Linus has a lot of promise. And I play with Diego Linus, which I plug in every single conversation that I have. And um, so we'll see what happens there. But, you know, seventh place, Villarreal, if I'm not wrong, are also in the Champions League. So, you know, we got we might have seven European teams playing in Europe, so this is going to be. I said Spanish. I don't know if I said Spanish. You said, uh, you said you're going to have seven exciting. European teams playing in Europe. <laughs> I mean, I am not wrong. To be fair, uh, they are European, but no, it's going to be exciting. It was a good La Liga season. I think in the middle, it was it was a little bit inverted with like Serie A and like what some of the other leagues were, where it was really tight in the middle of the season and towards the end just died off. He was like dead, like halfway through and towards the last games, you know, Atletico Madrid just put, you know, a little scare in their fans, but I'm, I'm happy to see Simeone lift it. I, I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are about it, but I'm. Yeah, I was very excited to see Simeone lift it as well. Um, we've had this conversation privately. We've had it, I think, over the podcast as well. I mean, it's just good. It's refreshing to see someone else besides Barcelona and Real Madrid win a La Liga title. And like you said, after a seven-year drought, uh, you know, they've been one of the top clubs in Europe. They've been one of the top clubs in Spain. It just hasn't gone their way because of the dominance from, you know, their counterparts in Madrid and from Barcelona. So I was very, very happy to see them win. Um, hopefully, Kieran Trippier makes his way over to Manchester United this summer. Um, we can steal him from them. But uh, now... Uh, I, I really enjoyed watching Atletico Madrid play the season. Um, you know, Barcelona and Real Madrid were just kind of disappointing. Uh, we all know about the financial troubles with them and the whole uh, Super League issue, all of that. But yeah, just very, very, very happy for Atletico Madrid. Um, you know, they cut it very close, very close. Um, it it could have, the, the title could have went Real Madrid's way, but at the end of the day, Happy for Diego Simeone. Happy for Atleti. And yeah, um, I think next year, hopefully it's just as competitive and hopefully even more competitive. Maybe Atleti can bring in some more talent since they won La Liga that will draw more players in and they can be able to compete with a hopefully a strong Barcelona side and a strong Real Madrid side. Yeah, and I mean, definitely one of, towards the end, one of the best, you know, I, that's why we t- like named our episodes Mother of All Title Race, and we kept referring to that over and over and over again. It was amazing, and 
now to the other title race, which we always seem to make some fun of, and I will take full responsibility of doing that. League Uber Eats, what a last, like what a final match day. If we said it was close because Atletico won by two points, Lil win their first title in 10 years again as well. Uh, they win 83 points over in one point only, like over 82, which is PSG. So this was incredible. Down to the wire, last match day of the season, they come on top. I'm very happy to see that because it's one of those leagues where PSG has been dominating most of the time. We had that break in, I think it's 2016, 2017 with, uh, we said this before with like Monaco winning, but it was basically the same players that are now in like PSG with, I mean, the biggest one being Kylian Mbappe. So, you know, it was fun to see that Monaco coming in third place uh, still, you know, for Europa League and then Europa League qualifiers for Lyon and Marseille. Incredible last game of the season. I know there's something you want to say, even if it's very short about uh, Lille winning. But right before that, I was just pointing out that um, PSG, I think, also won the Coupe de France against a fourth division side, which was amazing. But that's all I just want to point out. Yeah, so before I point out what I wanted to say about uh, Lille winning, I'd like to first apologize to Monaco because if Manchester United would have won the Europa League final against Villarreal, Monaco would have been in the Champions League. And they were they were hoping, they, they tweeted at Manchester United, you know, we're, we're all wearing red today. We all hope uh, that you win because... United was already in the Champions League, and if they won the final, the team who wins the final is already uh, automatically promoted to the Champions League. Um, but since they were already in it, the third-place team in France would have been promoted to the Champions League, which would have been Monaco. So uh, to everyone in Monaco, I apologize. Um, but now I would like to congratulate Mr. USA, Tim Weah, on winning uh, Liga and Uber Eats. It's an extraordinary feet for him and just excited to see um young american talent doing well on the big stage you know christian Pulisic, which we'll talk about in a second and now you see tim Moya. they're all winning titles um you know weston mckinney won some trophies with uve this season so you know, just very excited um for this young group of american talent so yeah congratulations tim and uh we hope to see you more in the future I mean, obviously, I'm just going to point out, and I've said this before to you privately, you know, if I'm his dad, George Weah, the president of Liberia, probably the greatest, like, player to ever come from Africa, and you just see your kid just was born in the U.S., and he's like, nah, I'm choosing the other team, I'd be like, you're betraying my nation, but it's fine. You know, if your dad's the president of a country, I'd be like, maybe go with them, but that's just me. Um but yeah, so I just wanted to point out, we don't really talk about it. We usually focus on the top five leagues, but since we're going through the ending of the title droughts in Ligue 1 with uh, Lille, we have Atletico, we have uh, Serie A and all of those. Uh, another one in Europe was in Portugal, where Sporting win the league for the first time in like 20 years. And, you know, this is a team that's like produced a lot of talent. And they've always been one of the big teams in Portugal, but to see them go without like 20 years without a title, it's amazing. It, I mean, it's amazing for them to finish the title drought. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying it's amazing that they didn't win it. But yeah, I mean, this season we've just seen title droughts come to an end like all over the world. Then, you know, there's another one in Europe. So I just want to 
you know, a little shout out to the next team where Cristiano Ronaldo is going to play, according to his mom or something like that. Yeah, that, that's what I was just going to point out. I was going to say, you know, now that they won, his mom is, you know, linking him back to sporting. Uh, who knows? I know, um, I know he contacted United, Real Madrid, and I think sporting uh, this week. He was in talks with all three of them. So we'll see what happens there. Um, it, it would be cool for him to go out there um but yeah that's that's all i have to say about that <laughs> and well now we're moving on to the champions league as we usually do uh final manchester city against chelsea i mean it was good it was good i i think there's been more exciting ones but i'm not gonna you know talk badly about it uh kai havertz great goal a little reminiscent to um, who was it? Fernando Torres's goal. Yeah, uh, and I think over over the course of the semifinal, it was similar. You know, your very good striker, which you brought in, turns out to be very bad. Scores a winning goal in the semifinal, and then you beat you know a team that is probably uh, I'm not gonna say better, but just like you know, in terms here it was easier in terms of standings, and there's only like there are a few positions over them, so. Congrats yeah. to Chelsea. Congrats to N'Golo Conte more than anything. But <laughs> yeah, um, my my thoughts on the game is first and foremost, I think it was a uh, Thomas Tuchel masterclass. Uh, he just well, even before I get into that, I think Pep Guardiola messed up by not starting Fernandinho in the midfield. He only played um, well in Fernandinho's spot. He played Ilkay Gundogan who is more of an attacking player than, you know, uh, CDM, that's Fernandinho. He'll sit in front of the back line and he'll protect those center backs. And, you know, Thomas Tuchel took it to him and, you know, they, they couldn't, they couldn't do anything. City did not look like the Manchester city that we usually are used to seeing. Um, and I know it worried a lot of city fans pregame when they saw the, the lineup come out and they saw that Fernandinho wasn't playing and, they said if, if they lose, it's because Pep did that, and that, that, that that's what happened. But you know, I just want to just want to point out how great of a manager Thomas Tuchel has been since he arrived at Chelsea. Unbelievable, um, and I, I do think that they deserve to win. Um, Mason Mount was unbelievable in the Champions League campaign. He got the assist on Kai Havertz's goal. Uh, N'Golo Kante, man of the match again, like his third or fourth straight man of the match um, game in the Champions League. Uh, but yeah, Thomas Tuchel, just, he's just showing how brilliant of a manager he is. And, you know, Chelsea, as of now, are probably favorites to win. Um, you know, probably favorites to win both the Premier League and the Champions League next year. So really exciting. They're linked with Haaland now, especially after winning this. So We'll see what happens. Uh, an exciting summer, an exciting next season uh, for Chelsea. Yeah, I'm just going to point out real quick. I think we did call it before that if Chelsea, if Manchester City were to lose, it was because Guardiola was going to overthink it. And I think he's done that a lot in important games. And it's cost Manchester City a lot in the past few years. Uh, I'm just going to say, I do agree that maybe they're like favorites right now, but I think every single season after the Champions League, you know, final, every single team that wins it automatically is favored to win it next year. And so we'll see if they can deal with that pressure as well. Cause it's a decently, there's some young players in the team and we'll see what they do if Timo Werner all of a sudden just like 
first sub and decides to actually be good for once. He scored for Germany recently, so that's a good sign, maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting. So now let's drop the, you know, Mickey Mouse tournaments in Europe. Let's go to the Europa League, the biggest tournament in Europe. Um, Absolutely. You don't – we probably don't want to talk about this one, but it was a great game. Villarreal against, um, against Manchester United goes to penalties. One of the longest penalty shootouts I've seen – not the longest, U-17, 2013 World Cup, Mexico against Brazil. That went, like, to, like, 13 shots, I think. So that's the longest one I've seen. But good evening, Una Emery takes another uh, Europa League. I think we're seeing the problem was Arsenal. It wasn't Una Emery because he's won it with Sevilla. He's won it with Villarreal. So uh, mm-hmm. I – I couldn't watch the match, but what, what were your thoughts on it as a United fan and as an objective uh, observer? Yeah, so uh, first thoughts, Ali did the same thing that Pep Guardiola did in the final. I think Pep Guardiola watched the Europa League final and was like, oh my God, what Ali did was so brilliant. Let's do it. I mean, it didn't work for Ali. So why did he think it was going to work for him? But Ali started all of our attacking players, all of our attacking threats, um, he put on the pitch at the same time. And so he started Rashford. Um, he started Greenwood. He started Pogba. He started Cavani. He started Bruno Fernandes. So when you, when you have all of those players starting, you don't have anyone to come in off the bench. And his problem was that, you know, United didn't play great um, in, the first, in the first half at all. Um, really poor defensively. Uh, as they have been all year on set pieces. And we gave away a free kick from like 40 yards out. And Victor Lindelof, who I've been very vocal about and don't think he's good enough to start at Man United. Um, I think he's a a bench player for Manchester United at at best. Uh, let, let Let his man past him and, you know, Villarreal took the 1-0 lead. So United didn't play well in the first half. And, you know, you go into the second half, Cavani scores, it's 1-1. And you're like, all right, come on, boys, we can do this. But then the 60th minute comes around, you can see Rashford's picked up an injury. Uh, you could just see a lot of players are getting tired. And Ali's on the bench scratching his head because he doesn't know who to put on the pitch. Um, and I, I criticized him after the game, and I'm very happy that we're doing this recap of this, like, a week or two afterwards, because if we were to do it, like, directly afterwards like I thought we were going to do uh I would have been very heated but now that I've had time to settle and really think about it you know Ali he just doesn't have faith in a lot of the players that he bought last summer I mean Ahmad Diallo is the one of the reasons that we got this far you know he scored a superb header against AC Milan in the quarterfinals of the Europa League and they don't even put him on the pitch Donny van de Beek, who we actually just found out has a groin injury, sadly missing the Euros. We'll talk about that in another episode. But, um, you know, he was superb at the weekend prior to this game. Superb against Wolves. He played in a pivot. He played as a number eight and alongside Nemanja Matic. Superb. He, he won men of the match. And they didn't even put him on the field. I was pissed at the time. Now we know he probably had an injury, so that's why he didn't come on. And then, you know, extra time rolls around and you know that Solskjaer is just playing for penalties. Um, every, all United fans know how poor David De Gea is at penalties and his penalty record isn't good. The last penalty he saved was in 2016. And 
Dean Henderson, his penalty record is phenomenal. And, you know, you're starting to think, okay, 120th minute's coming up. Are we going to put in Dean Henderson? But Ali makes all of his uh, subs and just as penalty takers. So Juan Mata comes on. Daniel James comes on. Um, you know, Axel Twansebi came on and scored a phenomenal penalty. Um, so, you know, I was upset, very upset. You know, United is a better team than Villarreal. You can't say that, that, that they're not. But, uh, you know, just out outcoached on the day, outclassed on the day. So congrats to Mr. Good Evening. And, um, you know, it, it just shows the flaws in United, shows the flaws in Ali's man management. And they have a lot of work to do over the summer. That's for sure. I think, you know, with the whole De Gea situation, I, here's the thing. I, first, first of all, he's bad at penalties and he's horrible taking them as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think we were planning on the original plan was to do this pretty soon after, but things got in the way. Um, but yeah, it's good that you've had time to reflect, but yeah, I think here's the thing. I think Villarreal knew they didn't really have that much to lose. Uh, Unai Emery's been there thousands and thousands of times before he's lost it once he's won it like four times. He knew what he had to do and, you know, it showed at the end of the day. And I think, you know, that's the thing as a coach, you can't be doubting yourself, but that would be the end we of the episode. But we were talking about title droughts. We were talking about ending title droughts and we've done this a few times. And, you know, six months ago, I remember we were doing this podcast and I said something like we have a four nil lead. Cruz Azul has a four nil nil lead in semifinals. And then we choked the four nil lead. And this season, I've done my effort to not get hopeful, not be like, okay, we're going to win it. I'm like, no, don't think that. But you know what? After 23 years, five months, and 23 days, Cruz Azul breaks the drought, breaks the curse, takes the ninth league title in front of their home fans. It was an incredible game. Cruz Azul came in the first – there's two finals. It's uh, home and away. The away final, they win 1-0. And, and like, they played very defensively. They were like, we don't want to make any risk. We don't want to, like, risk losing the ball. We're going to close the season. And the final is going to be at our stadium, at our home ground with our fans because there's fans now. And, you know, I, I agree. We don't have to be flashy. And at this point, a win is a win. So we win one nil. They go in, and then they play defensively the entire first half. And then they – Santos, to be fair, Santos scored an incredible goal against Cruzul. Like, there's nothing anybody could have done about that. And then, you know, as a fan, as a player, you see the faces of some of the players and they're like the thoughts of them losing, like another league finals going through their heads. They're like, it's worrisome. And then like seven minutes into the second half, our top goal scorer scores again, puts a 1-1. You see the game out. They win. I, I still can't believe it to the point that like five days after that, I was watching like the commentator go like, just call the game. And I started crying again because I couldn't understand that we won. It's been like amazing. And it's been one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Here's the thing. I love Bayern, but the way I explain it is I love Bayern the way you would love, you know, a significant other, you know, but this is like a child. This is, this is a bigger amount of love for Cruz. And it's amazing what they did. Best team in the season, like number one in the league table, most goals in favor, most goal like least goals against. And it is like incredible to see how they like managed to do it. And here's the thing. We've been talking about like 
ending league droughts. And as much as it's amazing as a Cruz Azul fan, the coach we have, he was the one, the captain the last time they won the league. But every single team he's gone to and coached, he's broken like league drought. So it is absolutely amazing to see him do it again. As a Cruz Azul fan, I know I've said amazing like 50 fucking times. But, you know, and I swear, swore there. My apologies. But it is what it is. And we're, I'm just going to jump in. You know, we talk a lot about, you know, Europe. We had MLS and League MX from time to time. But another – I'm just going to go with every single league drought that I've seen this season. Colón in Argentina – managed to win their first uh, trophy for the first time in 91 years of existing. And honestly, I forgot about this, but it's also Villarreal's first title in their history. So this season, just to close it off, to do a little bit of a recap, the season has been amazing. We've seen champions that we haven't seen in decades. We've seen teams, you know, just play out of their minds. And we've seen players. It's been like, it's been a very up and down season, you know, like, what we were saying at the start, Everton and Aston Villa, just at the top fighting for first place in the Premier League. And now, you know, we have all, you know, Atletico Madrid, Sporting, all of them just like turning the table, winning their leagues. You know, we got same players, you know, some of the usual suspects. We got Manchester City winning. We got Bayern winning. We got Ajax doing the double in the Netherlands. But there's always like something. And I think this season's been absolutely amazing in terms of, you know, the stories that there is there, you know, even in in those in the Bundesliga, you got Lewandowski, 41 goals in a single season when it seemed like it wasn't going to happen. So to the commentator who said maybe the footballing gods are romantics, I agree. They absolutely are. This season has shown it clearer than ever, but it has been overall a great season. And, you know, now we got a lot of international football to watch. We're going to have, you know, the, the greatest tournament of all time, the Gold Cup. Uh, we're going to have Copa America, which we're going to get into this later because it is, you know, Copa America and the Euros because Copa America is an absolute, absolute mess at the moment. Uh, but, you know, Euros, Copa America, Gold Cup, if you're into that. I have no idea about the African Cup of Nations and Asian Oceania. But... And World Cup qualifiers as well. So uh, football doesn't stop. We're not stopping, even though we sometimes go AWOL for a bit. But, you know, I think so far it's been a very amazing season. And, you know, when you're trying to say player of the season, player like team, squad of the season in terms of like every single tournament, it's going to be hard to do. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We hope you enjoyed episode 26. I can't believe it's we did 26 episodes throughout the whole season. Uh, you know, we wish we could do more, but, you know, being a student, um, you know, a lot of stuff going on. But anyway, guys, thanks so much uh, for listening to us this season. And we'll be back for some Euros coverage, for some Copa America coverage, for some Gold Cup coverage. So don't you guys worry. We'll be right back, maybe even tomorrow. So thank you guys so much. Have a good rest of the week. I've been Chris Williams. And I'm JP Rio. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.